from the nation's capital, here is tonight's Nations Report. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Let's take a look at today's headlines. TCI Regiment now recruiting for new Marines. Police officers visit North Caicos School Garden. U.S. President changes rules for migrants from Caribbean territories. Canada exceeds targets for residency admissions in 2022. And in sports, Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin recovering from cardiac arrest. We'll also take a look at your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I'm Zoya Fassler. And now, here is tonight's news. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to our listeners. On Thursday, the 5th of January, 2023, the Executive Director of the Caribbean Agency for Justice Solutions, or CAJS, Mr. Bevel Wooding, paid a courtesy visit to the Chief Justice of the Turks and Caicos Islands, Mabel Adjameng, at her office here in Providencialis. He was accompanied by Mr. Richard Wall, the Chief Technology Officer at the CAJS. Discussed was a range of strategies to promote access to justice and strengthen the rule of law in the Turks and Caicos Islands. The interactions focused on digital transformation and the use of technology to improve the delivery of court services. They were joined by other senior court officials and explored potential areas of collaboration between the CAJS and the judiciary of the Turks and Caicos Islands, including support for mediation and legal aid programs. In addition, they finalized plans for initiating a pioneering project to implement the Curia Court Management System, which is developed by CAJS in the Turks and Caicos Judiciary. The Curia system will bring electronic filing and automated case management technology to all courts. The Caribbean Agency for Justice Solutions is a regional organization with a mandate to promote access to justice, court modernization and strengthening of the rule of law through a range of capacity building, technology innovation, technical assistance and policy reform programs. This visit came just in time as the opening of the legal year for 2023 in the Turks and Caicos Islands took place last week. The Turks and Caicos Islands Regiment is now recruiting Marines. The deadline for application is January 31, 2023. On the 3rd of December 2019, His Excellency the Governor Nigel Dakin announced that the United Kingdom agreed to assist in the island's formation of this military force. The Ministry of Defense in the United Kingdom sent a security and assistance team to the islands to assess the situation in the islands and help formulate the next steps. It was then that the formation of the Turks and Caicos Islands Regiment was born. It followed closely the creation of the Cayman Islands Regiment, which was also formed in 2020. Other similar forces, such as the Royal Bermuda Regiment and Royal Montserrat Defense Force, were formed in 1965 and 1899, respectively. The regiment is a contingent military force established with three primary functions. 1. Defense of the Turks and Caicos Islands. 2. Disaster Relief and Humanitarian Assistance. 3. Border Protection. If you are interested in joining the Turks and Caicos Islands Regiment, you may call 649-333-3364 and email recruitment at tciregiment.tc. 
and Sergeant Andre Lewis and Constable Israel Isaacs visited the Charles Hubert James Primary School in Kew, North Caicos, on January 4th. The officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force received a personal tour of the school's fresh pick garden from a group of enthusiastic students and purchased some goods for consumption. North Caicos, we all know, is referred to as the Green Isle. Known for its lush greenery, rich soil, and a variety of homegrown products, it was a nice surprise for the students to be graced with the police officer's presence. During the visit, the students also spoke about their plans for the agriculture sector in the country. Thank you so much to the officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force for your community involvement and congratulations to the students at the Charles Hubert James Primary School for becoming farmers at such young ages and enhancing our agriculture industry within the TCI. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Regional News is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. The administration of Joe Biden will allow 30,000 Haitians, Cubans, Venezuelans, and Nicaraguans to legally enter the United States each month for two years, the President Joe Biden announced on Thursday, January 5, 2023. The government will offer them the opportunity to work legally when they arrive and when they are sponsored and pass background checks. According to the New York Times, people from these four countries will be allowed to apply for entry into the U.S. using an app called CBP-1 on their cell phones while staying in their home country. If they can find a sponsor such as a parent, church, or nonprofit group, which will allow them to pass through security and pay for a flight, they will be allowed to legally live and work in the United States. The new policy could allow 360,000 people from these four countries to legally enter the United States in one year. Migrants from these four countries who seek to travel to the United States illegally would automatically be ineligible for the new program. And those who attempt to enter the United States through the U.S.-Mexican border will be quickly deported to Mexico, which has agreed to accept up to 30,000 migrants each month from the four countries. Officials have said most of the recent Central and South American migrants trying to cross Mexico to reach the U.S. came from Venezuela, Cuba, Haiti, and Nicaragua. And the U.S. government announced a $1 million investment on Monday to help establish a park-and-ride system for Puerto Rico's El Yunque National Forest. Some 1.2 million people visit the forest every year, with up to 3,000 cars trying to access parking every day in an area that only has 300 parking spaces. The Department of Agriculture said it already has invested $250,000 in a master transit plan. 
noting that vehicular congestion has been a problem at the National Forest for over 80 years. El Yunque is the only tropical rainforest in the United States National Forest System and represents 20% of Puerto Rico's tourism economy. And a quantity of pharmaceuticals with a street value of $91,200 has been seized by a specialist section of the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service, or TTPS. On Monday, the TTPS coordinated an operation that included members of the Customs and Excise Division. The operation follows an extensive intelligence-driven investigation conducted by the section at a bond in the Central Division following information received back in November of 2022. Investigations have since uncovered the origin of the shipment. Law enforcement officials awaited the arrival of the consignee. However, no one showed up to claim the package. Authorities went ahead and began to open and search the shipment, which was deemed to be suspicious, and found 285 boxes containing 5,700 bottles of enterogerminal medication. This medication is a probiotic supplement for the treatment of diarrhea and other related symptoms in both adults and children. Investigations are ongoing into the matter. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International news is next. Let's take a look at what's going on around the world. Immigration Refugees and Citizenship Canada, or IRCC, announced that Canada exceeded a record-breaking target for admissions of permanent residents in 2022. The IRCC stated that Canada welcomed over 437,000 new immigrants last year. This is higher than the target they had set at 431,645 new immigrants and marks an all-time record for Canadian permanent residence admissions in one year. The previous record was set in 2021 when Canada landed over 405,000 new immigrants. The IRCC processed 5.2 million applications across all lines of business last year. This includes applications for permanent residence, temporary residence, and citizenship, and is double the number of applications processed in 2021. The government also committed $50 million to IRCC for the 2022-2023 Fall Economic Statement, which addresses the ongoing backlog of applications, which stands at 1.09 million applications across all lines of business as of November 30, 2022. Canada's labor force growth is almost 100% dependent on immigration. There are nearly 1 million job vacancies in Canada and a shortage of skilled labor due to the aging workforce. 
Immigrants are vital to Canada's economy as it is expected that 9 million Canadians will reach retirement age of 65 by 2030. Additionally, almost 75% of Canada's population growth depends on immigration because Canada has one of the lowest global birth rates at 1.4 children per woman. It is expected that immigrants will account for 36% of Canada's population by 2036. The target for 2023 is 465,000 immigrants. And a six-year-old student took a handgun from his home, put it in his backpack, and brought it to his Virginia elementary school, where he allegedly shot and injured a teacher. Police have interviewed the six-year-old and his mother in the wake of Friday's shooting and determined the gun was legally purchased by the boy's mother. The six-year-old obtained the 9mm Taurus pistol at his home and brought it to school with him. The six-year-old is accused of shooting 25-year-old teacher Abigail Zwerner in a first-grade classroom in what is described as an intentional act. The teacher was giving class instructions when the student pointed the gun at her and fired one round. There was no physical struggle or fight. She took a defensive position and raised her hand, and the bullet went through her hand and then into her chest. After Zwerner was shot, she ushered all of her students out of the classroom, and she was the last person to leave that class. About 16 to 20 students were in the room, and none of them were physically injured. She was initially hospitalized with life-threatening injuries, however, is in stable condition. The six-year-old suspect was taken to hospital for evaluation. A temporary detention order was obtained and the child is currently receiving treatment at a medical facility. One spent shell casing was recovered at the scene and a motive has not yet been released. Due to the suspect's age, police said that they have consulted with Human Services, Child Protective Services, the Commonwealth's Attorney's Office and the Community Service Board, all of which deal with mental and behavioral health. Because of the student's age, the child must wait 96 hours before appearing in front of a judge who will determine if the student needs continual treatment or what the next steps may be. The student's fate will be decided by individuals who specialize in dealing with six-year-olds. And the Goldman Sachs Group is a leading global financial institution that delivers a broad range of financial services across investment banking, securities, investment management, and consumer banking to a large and diversified client base that includes corporations, financial institutions, governments, and individuals. Founded in 1869, the firm is headquartered in New York and maintains offices in all major financial centers around the world. The company will lay off as many as 3,200 employees this week as an uncertain economic and market climate pushes the bank to hunt for cost savings. More than a third of the job cuts are expected to be from the firm's trading and banking units. Goldman Sachs had 49,100 employees at the end of the third quarter. It added thousands of jobs to its headcount during the pandemic recovery as markets and investment banking boomed. But the mood on Wall Street has deteriorated since the Federal Reserve and other central banks started aggressively raising borrowing costs in a bid to rein in inflation. Companies are looking to conserve cash in case interest rates, hikes, trigger a global recession. That's it for international news. Sports is next.
Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's take a look at our sports report. Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin has been released from a Cincinnati hospital and transferred to a facility in Buffalo just one week after he suffered cardiac arrest and collapsed during a Monday night football game. Hamlin, who was resuscitated on the field, had been transferred to Buffalo General for further treatment. In a tweet on social media platform Twitter, Hamlin said, quote, Headed home to Buffalo today with a lot of love on my heart. Watching the world come together around me on Sunday was truly an amazing feeling. The same love you all have shown me is the same love that I plan to put back into the world and more. End quote. Hamlin collapsed suddenly after tackling Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins on January 2nd. He was quickly surrounded by medical personnel who performed CPR and restarted his heart before being loaded into an ambulance and taken to a nearby hospital. The game was suspended and later cancelled. Hamlin, 24 years old, had his breathing tube removed early Friday morning and was up and walking around the medical unit that same day. The doctors also said that Hamlin did not suffer any brain damage and has made good progress with his physical therapy. He is going to be observed and monitored to ensure that there is no impact of the flight on his condition or on his lungs. He will also undergo tests to try to determine the cause of his collapse. The NFL honored Hamlin across the league on Sunday, the first day of games since his collapse. Players around the league wore Love for Damar t-shirts during pregame, while the Bills wore a number three patch on their jerseys. The Bills returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown in their game against the New England Patriots and went on to win 35-24 to lock up the number two seed in the playoffs. In the wake of his collapse, fans have also shown support for Hamlin by donating to his Chasing M's Foundation toy drive fundraiser on GoFundMe. Initially only seeking to raise $2,500, the National Spotlight has helped the foundation raise over $8.5 million from over 230,000 donations. Damar created the Chasing M's Foundation to use as a vehicle to bring lasting impact to his community. The foundation supports toy drives, back-to-school drives, kids' camps, and more. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. For some U.S. weather news, most of California can't soak up another drop of rain. However, the state is getting pummeled again with torrential downpours and ferocious winds causing power outages and treacherous travel conditions. More than 34 million Californians were under a flood watch on Monday, about 90% of the state's population and 10% of the U.S. population. The central California coast could be at risk of a tornado. If anyone has family in the state of California, Arizona, Wyoming, and Nevada, please check on them and make sure they are prepared. Local weather conditions are partly cloudy skies with isolated showers, a 10 to 20% chance of rain, highs of 79 degrees, and lows of 74. Winds from the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Humidity levels remain at 80%. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Oh,
Recapping the news for today, TCI Regiment now recruiting for new Marines. Police officers visit North Caicos School Garden. U.S. President changes rules for migrants from Caribbean territories. Canada exceeds targets for residency admissions in 2022. And in sports, Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin recovering from cardiac arrest. I want to thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. If you see news in the making or you'd like us to follow a story, please email me at news at rtc89fm.com. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.